When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 254, Parental Zen, How to Keep Your Cool as a Parent, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Hey again, and welcome back for another episode. Today I've got a parenting one by Leo Babauta for you, all about keeping your cool as a parent. And actually, you can hear more from Leo Babauta on both Optimal Living Daily and Optimal Finance Daily too if you'd like. Just search for Optimal Living Daily from wherever you're listening to this podcast and select the show. But for now, let's hear what he has to say about keeping your cool as a parent and start optimizing your life. Parental Zen, How to Keep Your Cool as a Parent by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net What parent hasn't lost their temper when a kid misbehaves? A parent who hasn't lost his or her cool is a mythical creature probably riding on a unicorn over a rainbow right now. I could count the times I've lost my cool as a dad on the fingers of one hand. Of course, that hand would need to have limitless fingers, and I need a really long time to count those fingers. However, I can say one thing. I'm a much calmer dad these days. I still get mad from time to time, I'm human, but it's no longer a daily occurrence or even weekly. What's my secret? Lots of conscious practice. I realized this that yelling and punishing don't work. Let me say that again. Yelling and punishing are ineffective parenting methods. If they worked, we'd all be brilliant parents and kids would always be perfectly behaved after we yelled. But they don't work. I don't need parenting studies to tell me that. I can see it in my own kids. Sure, I can yell at them and perhaps they'll cower in fear if they think I'll raise a hand. What I'm teaching them is not good behavior, but to fear me. And worse, I'm teaching them to yell when they get angry, to resolve conflicts with violence, instead of talking things out and coming to a peaceful resolution. I'm teaching them that what I want is more important than what they want, and I'm willing to do awful things to get what I want at any cost, even at the cost of our relationship. Those aren't things I want to teach my kids. I want them to know that my relationship with them is more important than getting them to behave a certain way this one time. And yes, I know that kids need boundaries. I believe in boundaries too. I set them and my kids know it's not cool to go beyond them. And yes, I know that they need to be taught how to behave appropriately. I just no longer believe that yelling is the way to teach them appropriate behavior. Losing my temper and behaving badly is not the way to teach them how to act when they lose their temper and behave badly. Because the example we set for them, how to act when things don't go our way, is much, much more important than the rules we set for them. They learn lessons about behavior by our example over time. Walk the walk. 
That's why I committed to being mindful and peaceful as a parent, even if I violate that commitment from time to time. When I violate the commitment, I apologize and talk about why I was wrong. Because then my example is how to behave after you've behaved badly. So here are a few lessons on keeping your cool when things go badly. Number one, it's not about you. We parents tend to take kids' bad behavior personally, as if what they're doing is a personal attack on us or our belief systems, a personal offense. That's why we get mad. The anger isn't helpful, but it comes up because we think they've done something to us. They're not really trying to do anything to us. They're kids, and they don't know how to handle themselves when they don't get what they want, or they get angry for some reason. It's about what they're going through, and if we remove ourselves from the equation, we can more objectively see what they're going through and how we can help. Number two, be their guide, not their dictator. Kids need to learn how to make their way through the world, because we won't always be there to tell them how to act. And so the best way to teach them isn't by laying down the law all the time. If we dictate their actions, then they never learn how to make decisions on their own. We should let them make their own decisions, within boundaries of course, and guide them when they need our help. Imagine being Yoda, the mentor, instead of Darth Vader, the death grip dictator. Side note, using Star Wars to teach lessons to your kids is awesome. Number three, what do they need? When things don't go their way when they're angry, when they're afraid, what do they need? You yelling at them or threatening them isn't helpful. Put yourself in that situation and imagine you're smaller and ask if you'd like someone yelling at you when you're upset. How would you react if someone bigger and more powerful than you were yelling and threatening you? You wouldn't like it and would just resent the bigger person. What would be helpful? Maybe some comfort? Some calm conversation about the problem, examining solutions? Some empathy and compassion? And yes, some stern words or a restraining hand if they're actually going to hurt themselves. Number four, take a time out. When you're angry in the moment, it's usually best to walk away and breathe and calm down. Talk to them when you're cooler and can think straight. This is hard to do because as parents, we tend to just dive in and try to take care of the situation in the moment. But it's hard to make good decisions, talk calmly, not act irrationally when we're upset. That's true of kids too, by the way. Number five, if you haven't yet lost your cool, drop down for a moment. When you see yourself stressing out about a situation or starting to get angry but not full-on lost it yet, take a breath, pause, drop down inside yourself and see yourself frustrated or stressed. Give yourself a moment of compassion for this frustration, which is perfectly normal and okay. Ease your pain, wish yourself happiness, and then take another breath. If you can, try to see that your child is suffering in much the same way and needs your compassion too. Number six, commit to being mindful with them. I actually promised my kids that I'd be a more mindful parent and asked them to watch me. If they caught me losing my temper, I would put a dollar in a jar to go get ice cream with them. It helped. They haven't called me out yet. Suckers, they never get ice cream anymore. Only kidding, we still get ice cream. And number seven, Know that you'll mess up. Expect to have difficulties, but learn from them. See where you went wrong, be mindful as the difficulty is happening, and see this as a good step towards being more mindful and compassionate as a parent. Review your actions, and instead of feeling bad, see where you could improve and have a plan for next time this happens. It's important to plan it out when you're calm, not decide how to handle things when you're angry. 
and adjust the plan next time things go wrong so that the plan gets better and better over time and so do your compassionate parenting skills. The main problem is that we have some ideal as parents of how our kids should behave. We think they should be ideal kids, but in truth, they're not ideal. They're real. They have faults just like we do. They need help. They make mistakes. They get angry. They get frustrated. We do too. Let's figure out how to behave when we make mistakes, get angry, get frustrated, and show the kids how to do this through our example. Accept them for who they are, faults and all. Love them completely with hugs instead of yelling. I found hugs to be a much more effective teacher than anything else in my parenting toolset. You just listened to the post titled, Parental Zen, How to Keep Your Cool as a Parent by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so I'm literally going to memorize this post every single last word. Thank you so much, Leo. I really need this because recently I lost my cool when Talon pretty much emptied the tub onto our bathroom floor. And what two-year-old hasn't done this, right? Well, instead of threatening to turn on his arch nemesis, which is the shower, by the way, I just wish I would have kept my cool and saw the humor in the situation and then just removed him from the tub calmly, explaining to him that bath time ends early if he throws water everywhere. But I thought long and hard about my reaction afterwards, and I realized that making a threat to turn on the shower isn't the right answer and will never be the right answer, at least not for me. So I learned from my experience at least but we'll also plan to use this list of Leos in any future situations where I feel like I may lose my cool. But that's a wrap for today's episode. Have a good one, and hopefully I'll see you again tomorrow for our final episode of the week, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Optimal Living Daily.